Welcome to the Companion Chapel Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada. Gorgeous day today. We're going to pick it up where we left off, and that was Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. That ended a subject. We're going to start a new subject today, beginning in Revelation chapter 12, verse 13, and this subject goes all the way through to chapter 13, verse 18. Revelation chapter 12, verse 13. And when the dragon saw he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. 14. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a time and a half from the face of the serpent. I'll run down on verse 12 and 13. Always remember that Mankind, or man, inserted the chapters in the verses. In other words, they put these little numbers in here beside the verses and split it up into chapters. So that's why a subject will often change, not at the end of a chapter, as is the case here. Verse 12 and 13, this phrase, when Satan saw that he was cast into the earth, this phrase means more than just looked. Now, Satan perceived what was going on. Uh, remember, as it's written in Daniel, Satan comes in peacefully and prosperously. Therefore, Satan doesn't prosecute us or prosecute anybody by running around with a pitchfork and a pair of red underwear. Satan, in his purest form, doesn't come in as a military might, but his systems do. Satan, in his purest form, doesn't come in with economic power, but he has directed his economic system. They're called beast systems in the Bible. And he doesn't enter as a great political leader, even though he is. Well, even though he has a great political empire. Satan comes as a mega religious leader. Remember, Satan was created in the highest supernatural order, in the full volume of beauty and wisdom. Satan persecutes by putting doubts and anxieties in people's minds. And things like jealousies and covetous and entitlement, insecurities. Satan makes people question God and his promises through slander. Promises that are laid in the councils of eternity. Verse 14, God takes care of Mother Nature, the mother of all living. In chapter 15, all the overcomers sing a victory song together. This is the song of Moses found in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Two great wings of an eagle are written in that song, and they mean God is protecting us like the apple of his eye, that's to say the pupil of his eye. God is letting us know there is a great change happening. The earth is travailing in pain, birthing pains about to give birth to a new age. This time God doesn't use water, as we find out in the book of uh, as we find out later in the book, he cleanses with fire. Back to chapter 12, Revelation verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. 16. And the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood and the dragon cast out of his mouth. That the dragon cast out of his mouth. 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the testimony of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ.
what's being said here. Verse 15, we'll start a little summary here. When, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against this enemy. What's this flood? Is it we're going to all have to wear rubber boots and, and, and hip waders? No. We document within the Bible, which clears up everything. The flood, let's refer to Isaiah chapter 59, 19. The enemy shall come like a flood. And this word for flood, nehar, in the Hebrew, means surround, surrounded by the flowing. It, it, its root word means a conflux or a flowing together of people. And these people are glad with joy. They're rejoicing from the brightness of a happy face. And what happy face are they following? That they're following the Antichrist and Satan's flood of people with the flood of deception encompass us, encompass the people with the testimony of God in their hearts, the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's a flood of lies. It's a flood of deceptions. It's a flood of temptations. And it's a flood of strong delusions. 16. Mother Nature, as we read here, is a force of God. Mother Nature always takes back everything. Nothing man-made stands. All this man-made stuff that is so seemingly important and even coveted, Mother Nature takes it all back. Right to its elemental form, God destroys all, all man's rudiments and uses Mother Nature as a very natural thing. Remember, God puts it all back to the way it was, the way He wanted it, the way He created it. And just for this reason, in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, mankind is made on the, on the sixth day. God created everything in five days and then brought mankind along. And the reason for that is so mankind can never take credit for anything that God has made. Verse 17, Satan knows this is a spiritual war. He's not warring against military might. He's not starting wars for money. He is on the warpath to just shut up all those on earth teaching the word of God. That is his, that's what he is wroth against and that's who he makes war with. And this word war is warpath. He's coming, but we're ready for it. And we can totally handle it. 13, chapter 13, verse one, it's the same subject here. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. We always should refer to the glossary in chapter 17. We are the waters, the sea of people Satan used to create the four beast systems listed in this chapter 13. Verse 1 is Satan's new power structure for his present-day coup attempt. Note that it received a deadly wound, but God allows it to heal because so many of us still entertain the thoughts that we could govern ourselves without God and sub in Satan as the Most High. The flood is the enemy surrounding, drowning out God's words with deceptive, tempting doctrine, flooded with things like material things that mankind covets and thinks are so important. If it came down to it, would you tweak God's word to suit your lifestyle, or would you tweak your lifestyle to suit God's word? It's a major question, and only only a student can answer for themselves. Satan tempts us all with superficial stuff and doctrine, 
that man's ego cannot give up. In their hearts, their things are really more important than faith in God. People alter the Word of God to suit their life. Mother Nature takes it all back to its elemental form. In Revelation 13:1, And I stood up upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. 13.1 We are the waters, as you can refer to chapter 17 of this book, is a glossary. We are the waters, the sea of people Satan used to create the four beast systems listed in this chapter 13. Verse 1 here is Satan's new power structure for his present-day coup attempt, his overthrow attempt. Chapter 12 showed his first overthrow attempt, the power structure that he used, and that was before the Ice Age. This power structure is in this flesh age. Note it received a deadly wound, this first power structure, but God allows it to heal because so many of us still entertain the thought we could govern ourselves without God and sub in Satan as the Most High. One third of us were hardcore on this, but the seeds of discontent were planted in all of us to some degree. God said, if you think you guys can cover, govern yourselves with Satan as the prince, then you guys go for it. And here we are today, through the matrix born once innocent of woman, most blame and question God for the excessive human sufferings, when all along it was us that is to blame. We're going to read Revelation 13. One verses 1 to 4, and we're going to have a little chat-chat about it. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his ten horns, ten crowns, upon his ten crowns, and upon his horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads, the names of blasphemy. This is a political power system, and it's different from the one in Revelation chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3 because this is the power system Satan uses in this flesh age. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, and his, feet were, and his feet were likened to a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat and great authority. 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. They marveled and, and admired the beast. They caressed it, and they, they caressed it along. They nursed it along. For, and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? Commenting here on 1 to 4. Let's analyze this a little bit. A political beast empire is described here. It is fast. It'll beat populations down. It'll rip and tear whatever it wants out of the peoples. A world-dominating political system formed up out of the peoples. We all look at its might in awe of this spectacular phenomenon. Who can make war with it? Who can make war with the superpowers that are on the planet today? One superpower even bullying and thugging around the planet. Who can stop them? They have military ground troops in over 150 countries, dating this 219. This superpower even locks up more of its citizens 
than any other country on Earth by a long shot. They support poisoning the world population via the sorcerers of pharma. Just read the last page of your Bible. And always remember, sorcery in the Bible is translated from the word pharmacy. Verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And we're going to read right through to verse 10. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in the heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints, and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over the all kindreds and tongues and nations. 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of, the, in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Foundation of the world means doesn't mean when God created the planet. The foundation of the world, this word foundation is catable. It means from the time of the ice age on, from the flesh age. This is the foundation of the flesh age. So don't underestimate your actions and intentions, and there's consequences. Nine, if any man have an ear, let him hear. Ten, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Let's outline the gist of this and from Revelation 13, verse 5 to verse 10, which we just read. This mouth we're speaking of here in verse 5. The global multimedia beast, worldwide education. It is one of Satan's empires flooding the world with temptation poisoning the planet with the unstoppable mouth of the global media, socially engineering every soul on earth by the propaganda of misinformation. They seem to have slander with no boundaries, and it seems like they might have no consequences right now anyways. This multimedia system makes war with the saints, and they can't just, through slander, you can just destroy anybody. And that's why in Matthew chapter, I think it's five, when Christ says, Raka, you be, be careful, you're in danger of judgment. Really, looking at someone with disdain is heavily looked down on by God, but slandering someone is equivalent of premeditated murder. Verse 11. Well, let's talk more about verse 10 here. This is your fate verse. Karma in its purest form. Providence is a destiny verse. This is where judgment starts. He that leadeth into captivity goeth into captivity. You can't just sit there and think, well, uh, I'm, I'm okay, I'm a good person, even though you've, you've trounced on other people or misled other people that killed by the sword. Remember, the sword is the word. And also, remember that to kill the body, fear not those who can kill the body, but that can kill the soul. And those words by Jesus Christ, they can be applied here. This verse 10 is, you write your own sentence. It's how you carry on. It's your actions and intentions don't underestimate the consequences. And here's the patience and faith of the saints. A lot of people just get demoed, just get absolutely demoed by, by slander, or people just maliciously wanting to go out and hurt them, or people that find pleasure or happiness in other people's downfalls, miseries, and faults. Like, if people like that were allowed in heaven, it wouldn't be nothing more than a new hell. Overcomers will have a hard time with this 
Christ, uh, the Satan Antichrist, claiming to be Christ, because he goes up there, and as we read uh, future in this book of Revelation and in the book of Daniel, he stops all wars. In fact, I think it just said that. Who is able to make war with him? In other words, he stops all wars, as we just read in the last couple of verses. In other words, Antichrist will sit there, coming in peacefully and prosperously, and he can stand there and claim world peace for the first time ever in the history of this planet. But it is not a peace as God would give. This world peace would be peace through censorships and oppressions and police states, governmental police states, and and bullying around the planet to make people think like, or like certain people want them to think. If God's peace is a peace through understanding, uh, individually and in a collective. But there will be major pressure to worship and follow this Antichrist. When it says it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, the way he makes war, the war comes within. It's a war inside a war. It's group, it's individual doubts, it's people falling away. So remember, Satan is a super genius and there's no doubt about it. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. And I beheld another beast come up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And I'm going to read right through to, right through to the end of the chapter, and then we're going to have a little chit-chat about it. So here's a new beast that came up out of the earth. Uh, the two horns like a lamb. This means he's imitating to be Christ. He's imitating to be the false prophets, imitating to be sent out once of Christ. This is a great religious system. But they speak as a dragon. And he, 12, he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great signs and wonders so that he maketh fire come down out of heaven on the earth in the sight of men. 14, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by the sword, and did live. 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed, spiritually killed. 16. And he causeth all, both small and rich, poor and free, bond and free and rich, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, except he had a mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. In other words, six, six, six. Verses 14, verses 11 to 18. Verse 11, the great one world mainstream religious beast empire. Note this beast system has two horns, which means two power systems. Read the book of Daniel as one of the references to this for another view of understanding. Note the one world economy beast. Your right hand means your actions and your forehead means your thoughts and intents. Documented in too many places to practically list in the Bible. 
Only those who document outside the Bible, which means man's imagination, come up with the ridiculous theories of a population. A population with tattoos on their faces and on their hands as the only way to buy stuff, or microchips in their face and hands. Money is the root of all evil. And we do use chip, chip technology today to buy and sell all day long. We use that all day long already. So if one day you get a chip in your face or in your hand, it's like what you do. As long as your thoughts, intentions, and actions are in sync with God, then don't worry about it. A chip is way better than a face or hand tattoo. And, uh, no doubt. And furthermore, it's against God's instructions to ink up the skin. So there's a few comments here. Most importantly, please note, Satan is Satan in his overwhelming supernatural power and wisdom has tricked the whole world, has tricked the whole planet, except a few, into thinking he doesn't exist. With all this superpower, Satan could easily manifest in his purest form as an uncontested political leader and control the planet with political and military might. But he does not. His beast systems that he controls do. Satan could easily manifest in his purest form as a great economical leader and control the entire global commerce and cripple anything that challenges him. But he does not. His beast systems, his economic beast system that he controls already does. Satan could easily manifest in his purest form as a great, as a great multimedia guru and destroy anyone with slander who dares to mess with them, but does not. So compute the power of the tongue. It, the power of the tongue should never be underestimated. Death and life, as it's written, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Always remember, the power of a mocker lies within accusation, never lies within truth. Satan controls, and Satan has created the multimedia educational system of the planet. So Satan knows political and military might will not win the battle. Satan knows economic power or being slanderous or being a slanderous blabbermouth doesn't win. Satan knows, and Satan presents himself in his purest form as the greatest religious leader of all time, Christ. There are many things that seem Christ-like leading up to this. There are antichrist systems these are antichrist systems in other words they are instead of christ systems and doctrines they flood the world today they encompass us all we have to stay above the waters as when peter was walking on water you have to stay above the waters as soon as you look down they'll just engulf you and drown you out but christ said have faith in me and peter walked on the water and as soon as peter doubted a little bit he fell into the water. The waters are the peoples, the multitudes, the nations. The waters is the rat race. The waters is the great economic and political powers that we all support. And this multimedia blasphemy machine. In other words, they are instead of Christ systems and doctrines. Then the king of these beast systems shows his beautiful face telling everyone that he is Christ. But it is Satan in his purest form. Satan is the Antichrist. At the sixth, 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 sixth file, sixth seal, sixth trump. And isn't that just the greatest thing? 
I hope you enjoyed that. It's my pleasure bringing it to you. Now, if you would, please visit us at thecompanionchapel.com. Please press subscribe and like on the podcast. If we have helped you with God's word, please help us spread Father's heavenly precious word. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This means your much-needed gratuities go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I just know you'll be coming back for the next chapter. Until then, we really appreciate you for listening. And make sure you tell all your friends. Thank you very much and have a great day.